Hey there, you're listening to Mad Chats with Black Girl, White Geek. I'm your host, Jess D. And today is a blog post episode. These episodes are dedicated to those who hate reading, I get it, or those of you who don't have time to read. If you'd like to refer to this blog post, the link will be in the episode description. Or you can go directly to blackgirlwhitegee.com and the episode title will correspond with the title of the blog post. So here goes. You have your main gym, but sometimes you gotta expand your horizons. Here's the BGWG way on how to visit other gyms right. If you get to know me personally, you'll understand that I love traveling. I like discovering a new place, new culture, new friends, and of course, new food. To keep up with my training when I miss classes at the gym, I always try to find a BJJ spot in the city or country I'm visiting. No matter where you visit, BJJ has a common language and understanding. Training while traveling isn't the biggest deal, but if you are wondering how to train BJJ while you're visiting another city or country, here's how I do it. Number one, be prepared by contacting BJJ gyms beforehand. Once you've booked your tickets, secured your lodging, and planned out your itinerary. This part I'm bad at. I'm a live in the moment kind of girl. It is time to decide when and where you'll train. This might be as simple as a Google search of gyms in the area, scrolling social media to see what pops up for the place you're visiting, or asking a friend who has traveled to that place and trained in that area. Most people are excited to share and will tell you to tell the head coach that they sent you. Once you've decided where to train, look at their schedule and decide the days and times you will train there. I would also call in or message them on any social media that they have to introduce yourself, tell them your planned training days, and ask about any mat fees they might have. Most gyms are excited to have people come train with them and will be looking out for you. Number two, pack both gi and no gi. Planning out what to pack and preparing outfits for travel is another one of my favorite things about traveling. I do also get excited when I know I'll be training in a new country with new people, but nowadays baggage is a big issue especially when you want to do gi. Packing no gi stuff is a lot easier because you know it's just shorts, spats, and a rash guard. If you're savvy, you can probably repurpose those items for other outfits. Gi is a bigger problem because your gi is just for BJJ or judo, depending on what you plan to do. (laughs) If you really want to bring your gi, and you don't get extra baggage, I would say invest in packing cubes or a vacuum sealed bag so you can fit your gi inside your one carry-on bag. If none of these are an option, 
you might be able to rent a gi from the BJJ gym you'll be training at. You would just need to find the information out before and make sure you carry your belt, which is, of course, easier to pack. Number three, show up early to the gym. When you finally touch down in your travel city, explored around and ate some delicious food, it's time to go to your first BJJ class in the new city. Make sure you give yourself enough time to get to the gym early to meet the coaches slash owners, sign a waiver, um, if they have it, pay any fees, take your time to change, stretch, and familiarize yourself with anything else you need to. Admittedly, I'm notoriously bad at this part when I travel outside of the country. When I went to Peru, I didn't take time to confirm the address and ended up going to a wrong address. It worked out because the class actually started later than I expected, so I was kind of on time, but not really. Number four, be friendly. I hope this goes without saying, but make sure you introduce yourself to the gym members, talk to people, and make friends. This is also why it's important to show up to the gym early because you can take the time before to talk to people and decide who your training partner is before the class starts. Also, being friendly ensures you'll have great roles and fire conversations during open mat. Plus, if you're a solo traveler, you can have some friends to chill with outside of the gym. Number five, do every part of the class. Yes, purple belts, I also mean warm-ups. The warm-ups might be a little different to warm-ups you're used to at home, but make sure you're a great sport about doing the warm-up, even if you're out of breath and dying or if you feel you look ridiculous. Also, attempt to do every technique that is shown and ask questions to make sure you understand. If you're injured and can't do certain exercises or moves, this is something to note to the professor when you come in early. Number six, check your ego. Around here, we check bags and egos. There's nothing you need to prove when you go train at another gym. You're just there to learn and grow. You can prove yourself and show out when you go to a competition. While you're training outside of your home gym, you're representing your gym. You don't want to ruin it for other people who might travel to the gym in that new city. And you also want to be the person that says, tell professor I sent you. Don't assert yourself. Let the coach pair you up with someone or let someone choose you, especially if you talk to that person before. Roll graciously and don't go crazy. If someone is trying to go crazy on you, just ask them to slow down or just talk to the coach silently about it. Number seven, don't run right after class. After getting your training and positional sparring in, make sure that you stick around for roles, some after-class conversation, and pictures, of course. 
People love to know how you feel about their city, give recommendations, and as I mentioned before, they might invite you out to go discover something only a local might know about. Also, if you're in a different country, you can use the after-class time to learn some lingo or practice the language of that country or city. I speak Spanish, and I always like to practice when I go to Panama or when I went to Peru. In addition, I've met a lot of expats who give some great insight about being a foreigner in a different country. That's mostly how I decide if I would live in the place I'm visiting. Broaden those BJJ horizons. Traveling doesn't always have to be about the sights. It can also be about training BJJ in a different place where you meet new people and build lasting friendships outside of your gym and across cultures. Training while traveling is one thing I look forward to every time I book a trip. My question for you guys this week is, what are some of your tips for going to other gyms while traveling? Let's talk about it on my Instagram, which is blackgirlwhitegee underscore BJJ. In any event, guys, thanks so much for listening and hope to catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this blog post episode of Matt Chats with Black Girl White Key. Remember, this post is available on blackgirlwhitegee.com in written form so you can get any links or anything you might have missed while listening. If you haven't done so, please subscribe and rate this podcast. It's much appreciated. Again, I'm your host, Jess D, and I hope to see you next time. Bye.